0: praise the lord glory uh last week i was on my way to the meeting with my two ladies and we got to the lowest off road and then we stopped like i've never seen traffic in norwich like it we just stopped dead for a long and then we got to the stage where I just said to the ladies "Walkers, well, this is crazy we're going to get to the meeting at the end of the meeting so we, we unfortunately we turned back and uh, had to turn back and disappointed about missing the meeting really but but I listened to Sam's message during the week on YouTube did you, did you hear Sam's message if you didn't hear it last week I could ask you if you to go to YouTube he spoke about Revival and over the last two thousand years, it was a very good word. I want to. I'm not. I'm not trying to, you know, <laughs> get on your good books right or anything, but but it just. It was a good word. It stirred me. Oh, yeah. Made me think. And what it made me think about is what I want to share about this morning. It made me think about my life. It really did. It made me think about my life, and about how God has led me through my life and and how God is blessed I, I remember uh, as a wee lad in Belfast uh, I, I don't know must have been about 11 or 12 years old uh, I went to visit my one of my aunts and while I was there the the next door neighbor came in and she was in her Salvation Army uniform and oh I was fascinated you know Salvation, you know, Salvation Army. Before I knew what had happened, she had invited me to the Salvation Army Sunday School, and I said, well, "All right, I'll go." So I went to the Salvation Army Sunday School, and uh, and I was I went there for a number of months, and uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, it was because it was good. It was they had a the junior brass band, a Sally band. In the middle of the meetings, so we, uh, all the songs were, you know, it was great stuff, and it was real sally by stuff, you know, and uh, occasionally what the uh, guy who was leading the worship would say uh, was, would well, somebody like to pick a song, You'd pick a hymn, you know, and the kids every single time picked the same. Him Could he could just say, shall we sing and i would have been happy. But it was it was a song that song Send the Fire. Have you ever heard it? You've all have heard it. You if you're good panties, you've probably heard it over the years. Right? And it's said, oh Christ, thou oh Christ, the burning, cleansing flame. Send the fire, send the fire, send the fire. Thy blood bought gift today we claim. Send the fire, send the fire, send the fire. Look down upon this waiting host. We want the promised Holy Ghost. We want another Pentecost. Send the fire, send the fire. Send the fire and the old drum would boom 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 and the band and the kids would get really excited the trouble was i got, i really loved it it was great stuff but i had no clue what it was about what does it mean send the fire what does it mean? we want another pentecost what does that mean and it wasn't for another 10 years after that when i became a christian that I began to understand what that hymn was really all about. It was really all about God sending his Holy Spirit and really setting his people on fire for him. That's really what it was about. And I remember, uh, as as I thought about my life, I thought thought about uh, the things, the times that I have met with God, and the times that I have really experienced the power of the Holy Spirit in my life, and I've been thrilled a bit. I wanted to read a little bit from Psalm 50. I don't want to read that, it's quite a long Psalm, but it says The mighty one, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, from Zion, perfect in beauty. God shines forth. Our God comes and will not be silent. Hallelujah. Our God comes and will not be silent. A fire devours before him. Hallelujah. And around him a tempest rages. It's incredible that throughout the whole of the scripture, the, the Lord is described as... Holiness and fire. He's described as, when you see pictures of Him in the Scriptures in heaven, fire. In Revelation it says, His eyes are as a blazing fire. When you read about, in scripture about, and in, in over in Hebrews it says, our God is a consuming fire. Another part of Scripture talks about Him being like a refiner's fire that comes and cleanses and and does things in people's lives like they've never experienced. And I remember as I began to learn what this was about, I was, I was led to the Lord in an Assemblies of God Pentecostal church in Singapore. We, it was great. It was a good Pentecostal church. We sang good Pentecostal hymns and we, we had the gifts of the Spirit in operation. And there was prophecy and there was speaking in tongues and there was all that sort of stuff, you know. But, you know, we never really saw anything that really really, you know, sort of set us on fire. And I think if you read through Psalm 50, you'll find that God is speaking to his people and he's he's saying to them, look, you bring me offerings, you bring me uh, all these uh, animals for sacrifice and all the rest, and you think you're doing me a favor. That's what he says. You think you're doing me a favor by bringing all these animals. He said, the cattle in a thousand hills are mine. Oh, everything on the earth, face of the earth, is mine. He said, you're not doing me any favors by bringing me sacrifices. And you know, sometimes as Christians, even in our experience as we walk with God, it seems like sometimes we're doing God a favor by coming to church. Does it seem like that sometimes? You're doing God a favor by coming to church. You're doing God a favor by singing hymns. You're doing God a favor by... By praying. And God says, Oh no, 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 no. I give to you, and you receive from me, and you are life, your life is transformed and changed and refined and made in you because of my work, the work of my spirit in your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. I remembered when I came back from overseas and I I was in the RAF, as I've said before, I was in the RAF at at Bryce Norton in Oxfordshire. And I used to be a member of what was known as the Soldiers and Airmen Scripture Readers Association. It was just us guys in the forces who could get together for meetings and prayer and stuff like that. And I went... I find out when I, I... The first week I was at... Uh, we, Jenny and I went to the Baptist church. We decided to go to the Baptist church. I've been to all sorts of churches. We've been to Brethren. We've been to Methodists. We've been everywhere. Because when you're moving around in the Air Force, that's what happens. But we went to this Baptist church, and I found that one of the ladies in the Baptist church, she had a Sazer meeting, prayer meeting, in her house. So I went along to her house, and... And uh, we had this prayer meeting. I met a lot of uh, servicemen that I didn't know and introduced to them. And after the service had finished, I'm having a cup of tea, the usual sort of thing, tea and biscuits. And uh, I'm sitting there, not knowing anybody really, but listening to the two guys sitting beside me. And... Uh, and uh, my ears pricked up because I heard, heard them mention tongues, speaking in tongues. So my ears pricked up and I thought, oh, what's this about? And one guy said to the other guy, he says, Well, I'm telling you, tongues are of the devil. And the other guy said, Well, I can't, I can't but agree with you, you know. And they were, they were agreeing with one another, that tongues are of the devil. And I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm new here. I'm a new fellow. And I thought, no. I am not going to put up with this. This is not right. If I, if I sit here and say nothing, I'm agreeing with them. And that's just not right. And so I said to excuse me, brother. I said, I know the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. I'm born again of the Spirit of God. I'm saved. I'm a child of God. And I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And I speak with tongues. Where does that put me? And he looked at me. And he didn't say another word. And when we went to leave that night, I went up to him and I said, Brother... I held my hand, I said, brother, I hope we can agree in the Lord Jesus and still love one another and agree to different love. He refused to shake my hand and he went off out the door. And you know, that was the problems I had when I came back from overseas, because I went to all these different churches, different denominations, and I would speak to people about speaking in tongues and being baptized in the Holy Spirit, and all I got was a lot of hassle. I couldn't understand it. The only time I didn't get I didn't get any hassles when I went to a Pentecostal church. Well, you wouldn't expect that. But, yeah. but I, I was I could I could not. One of the guy, the guy who who Jenny and I, whose house we met in, the guy we I we grew to love, and and actually, fact, he, he conducted our wedding service. And uh, but he didn't believe in speaking in tongues either. So we would spend many a time having a little bit of a ding-dong about what the Scriptures taught and what it didn't teach about speaking in tongues. Until eventually we had to just say, look, brother, we'll agree to differ in love because it was coming between our friendship. And so therefore, we had to agree just to set it to one side. But person after person after person, I would try to speak about a baptism in the Holy Spirit and about being filled with the Spirit and about uh, speaking with tongues, about prophecy, about, you know, all the gifts of the Spirit. I had more hassle than enough, and I I really just couldn't. But the Baptist church that we went to, Uh, what I didn't know was, I was talking to these guys about in the prayer meeting was is that there was a couple of other people in the meeting whose ears pricked up. Oh, here's somebody who believes in speaking in tongues. And so afterwards, these two ladies came up to me and they said, look, we want to start a prayer meeting in our house. And we want to seek the Holy Spirit would you come and lead us? I said, I said you're joking. <laughs> You've got to be joking. I said, me? Lead you? I was only a young Christian then. I hadn't been a Christian very long. And I said, but what if you want me to, I oh, will. Yeah. So I went along and there was about, we had this little, first little prayer meeting. There was about half a dozen, seven, seven of us, something like that there. And the first we had a we started to wait on the Holy Spirit, and God gave me a prophetic word for the group, and I gave the prophetic word, and they were thrilled a bit. But week after week we would meet together, and we would seek the Holy Spirit. We would wait on God for God to fall, for God to come and fill His people and our Baptist church with the Holy Spirit. And as we preached, as we waited on God and God spoke to us and we, God met with us and one evening we got the shock of our lives when our pastor walked in to the prayer meeting. And we thought, oh dear, what's going on? But little did we know that further a few weeks down the road Steve would get filled with the Holy Spirit <laughs> And began to speak with tongues, and he came to me and he said, "Len, would you give up your meeting? On, I, don't know, I think it was on a Tuesday night or a Monday night or something. Would you give it up? And I'll allow the room for the Holy Spirit to move in our prayer meeting." And I said, "Well, Steve, it's your church. Uh, it's, the Bible says obey your leaders.' Of course, I will. And you know, as we." As a church, as a Baptist church, began to wait on God, the Holy Spirit began to move. And the Holy Spirit began to fill people with His Spirit. And the Holy Spirit began to save people from their sins. And we were thrilled a bits about it because God was answering our prayer. God was answering our waiting on Him and calling out to Him. And God was answering with fire. Amen. Little did we know, you know, we were part of what was became known as the charismatic movement we didn't know it was a charismatic movement we were just having our meetings and god was turning up and i remember going to a meeting in a place called chipping camden old places chipping camden in oxfordshire take us off, and uh, i went and it was a meeting of, of all sorts of different people coming together from all sorts of denominations to come and and be part of this thing called the charismatic movement. And I sat in the meeting and in came two nuns and sat in front of me. And I thought, nuns in the meeting? I thought if my Protestant friends in Northern Ireland could see me now sitting in a meeting with a couple of nuns that shoot me. And I mean, literally. But you see, God, when God moves by His Spirit, it doesn't matter what denomination you are or what religion you might think you be. When God moves upon you by His Spirit, He changes things. That's what happened in the charismatic movement. He changed things. And I was so thrilled that our church, our Baptist church, began to grow and people were being saved. We planted several churches out into other villages in in Oxfordshire and we became known as the Oxfordshire Community Churches. And, And we just grew and grew because the Holy Spirit was with us. And we became an apostolic church. God would give us the revelation of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And we, we began to operate in those gifts as well as the gifts of the Spirit. And God really began to bless us and began to use us. And we had people like Bob Gordon come, come to preach and, uh, in our meetings. And God just, just blessed and blessed and blessed. It was incredible because the fire was falling and when the fire begins to fall things change hallelujah and that's the glory of 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 knowing that our god is a consuming fire he knows what he's about and i remember too we we had a sunday morning meeting i was reminded of this this week and we had a number of our churches came together and had a sort of celebration type meeting and we had a a team of people from the the vineyard church came to take our meeting we invited them to come and so they you know we had our usual time of praise and worship and all the rest and then they took up and they began to minister to us And they began to say, Lord, and began to cry out to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, will you come? Will you come? Will you come? And I remember standing in that meeting with Jenny beside me. She wondered what was happening. She thought I was having a stroke or something. I began to get the the weight of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon me and i i, I didn 't know what I, whoa, it was like nothing else, and my knees began to buckle, and I looked around me, and people all around me, their knees were beginning to buckle, and they were begin, before we knew what was happening, the vast majority of us were on the floor, slain in the spirit by the power of the spirit of God and we got up and we began to pray for one another we began we began to to minister to one another in the Holy Spirit, you know, we could, we could hardly move. I, 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 I was like a drunk. I tell you, I've been drunk in my pre-Christian days. I know what being drunk is like. I knew what it was to have a skinful. But it was nothing like a skinful of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, I began to wander around. I was like this. In the Holy Spirit, I was absolutely and totally intoxicated with Him. And uh, I began to pray with my brothers and sisters. And and, uh, and after the meeting was finished, I was walking down the road like this. Just so filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what experience that God wants each and every one of us to have. I'm not saying be drunk. All I'm saying is being filled with the Spirit to such an extent that nothing else matters. And I believe with all my heart, we were talking just before the meeting, and (coughs) someone said, you know, we we believe that we're going to have a revival. Do you believe that? I'll tell you. It's nearer today than it was last week. And the Holy Spirit is going to come upon this... I had a funny word from the Lord as we were praying this morning. Just a wee, which a wee, a wee word and I'm going to show you. It's, God said to me, These walls are filled with the anointing of the past. These walls have experienced healings and the outpouring of the Spirit... And this, these walls are going to give up its anointing. And the people who are going to meet in here are going to know the anointing and the empowering and the infilling and the life-changing thrill of being filled with the Holy Spirit. We are going to, brothers and sisters, thus saith the Lord, we are going to see people saved in this building. Thus saith the Lord, we are going to see people filled with the Holy Spirit. Thus saith the Lord, we are going to see people healed and restored. We're going to see the lame walk. We're going to see the blind see in this building. I believe it with all my heart. Because God never stops moving by the power of his spirit. And I just want to say to you this morning, and I don't know why I bother with these silly notes. You are part of something very special that's going to happen in this place. You are part of something very special that's going to happen in this place. Do you want to see God move? Continue to give to him in this place. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about yourself. Give yourself to Him. When you come on a Sunday or whatever other time to worship, worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. Praise Him. Glorify Him. Magnify Him. Let Him come and touch you by His Holy Spirit and let Him fill you again and again and again to overflowing. Because God is going to do it. He's going to do it. That's what's on my, that's been on my heart all week. There's that song that we sung a few times called The Hymn of Heaven. And one of the verses it says in, the, in that song, The Hymn of Heaven, it says, And we'll stand beside the heroes of the faith. Every time we sing that, I think, oh, wouldn't that be brilliant? We'll stand beside the heroes of the faith. We'll stand beside Billy Booth. And we'll stand beside smith wigglesworth and we'll stand beside saint patrick and we'll stand beside all these guys who were heroes of the faith and you know what god wants more heroes in his faith in these days are you prepared to stand up and be a hero of the faith to stand up and be a hero of him who has loved us and saved us and given himself to us and for us. Yes. Are we prepared to stand up and give our lives to him? Yes. Uh, fresh in anew this morning. If you don't want to, that's fine. If you don't want to, that's your choice. But I want to say to you, God doesn't want you to miss out one iota of all he's going to do by his Holy Spirit on all that he is going to do in this place to glorify his Son, the Lord Jesus, and to bring people to himself time after time after time. I believe that we are going to see exciting days and God is going to be glorified in this place in an incredible way. Amen.